My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Welcome to the Movement Church. In this message, we're going to talk about how you can recognize the true Jesus Christ and how to recognize his true followers. For those of you who are unaware, we have several people outside of the United States that actually support this ministry, and they are going through uh, persecution. They're dealing with... Uh, attacks from witchcraft, they're dealing with antichrist, and they're dealing with people claiming to be the second coming of Jesus. And so what we want to do in this message is we want to help those in the United States in our area um, and also help them in the other country. So what we want to do in this message is we want to address the true Jesus Christ. We want to be able to look and understand the way he feels about certain things, the characteristics of Jesus, what the biblical Jesus looks like, And then we also want to take a look at the true followers of Jesus and see what they model and how they are to behave. So in this message, we're going to address the physical appearance of Jesus on earth. We're going to address the the characteristic, the, the heart of Jesus. And we're also going to deal with the image, the appearance of the followers of Jesus. So I believe this message is really going to bless all of us. So first, we're going to go to Acts chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 9 through 11. And we're going to talk about when the the disciples, when these apostles saw Jesus ascend into heaven. And this is what it says. He was lifted up while they were looking on and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside him. They also said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taking up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. So this is what these two men clothed in white, which we, uh, which appear to be angels to me, ha- have told the, the apostles that Jesus is going to return in the same way that he ascended. So it says that a cloud received him, that he, uh, that he ascended into the sky. And so, When we look in our daily lives, we see that Jesus is going to return in the same way that he left. So the distinct way to recognize Jesus is that a man who has been born in the womb is not going to be the second coming of our Messiah. And it may sound, you know, too bold and dumb, and it's not. Don't be ashamed if you have been deceived into something like that. Just repent and turn towards the true Christ because the true Christ, the true Jesus Christ will return from the sky just as he ascended in the book of Acts. So when we look at the heart of Jesus, Jesus is a is merciful. He's loving, but he's also just. So when we look at the characteristics of Jesus in the Bible, we need to make sure that that is the Jesus that we worship, the Jesus that we give praise to and sing to and that we that we look up to and model. Because if we're going around just with a judgmental mindset, with an unloving heart, if we go around without mercy, without grace to those uh, to those in the world, to those others, then are we really representing the Christ that we claim that we love? Do we really believe in the Jesus of the Bible if we believe that that is the way that he is? If that's what we preach, if we preach a Jesus that does not have mercy, that does not show grace, that is not just. So Jesus stands for zero ungodliness, okay? Jesus stands for 
zero ungodliness. And if that was not the case, he wouldn't have said this in John 7. John chapter 7, verse 7, he says, The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. So we know that Jesus stands for righteousness. Jesus stands for godliness. Jesus stands for good, for light. And so because of that, we can expect the world to be angry. We can expect the world to not accept what we um, are teaching and what he had to say. So if we're preaching a Jesus that the world is accepting gladly, and by world I mean the unbelievers, the the people who have not turned to Christ, have not repented of their sins, if we preach... As Christians, if we preach a Jesus that is accepting, that is willing to let them continue to live their lives in, in the way, in the, in the wickedness ways, if we preach that Jesus, then we are preaching a false doctrine, America. We are preaching a false doctrine, Christians. We are not preaching the true Christ if we do not preach the Jesus that stands for godliness, that stands for righteousness. And we know that because we can read it in the scriptures. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Jesus stood for righteousness. Jesus did not sin once. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 through 11, it says that for God who said, let light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power of God will be of God and not of ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies." For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Christ, the life of Jesus, also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. The righteous life, the life of love, the life of mercy, the life of grace is to be demonstrated in our mortal body. The life of Jesus is to be manifested in our mortal flesh, is what the scripture says. So, when we move on, when we say that Jesus is merciful, Jesus is loving, Jesus is, is just, Jesus has grace and compassion for others, he went to the world, he went to the Gentiles, he laid hands on them, he healed them, but he also told them to repent of their sins. So, he lived this life of just out i mean just men i mean just this ministry of just going out into the world and and, and showing love and grace and mercy and, and healing them and, and giving them and giving them the, the the welcome that they never had and if they received him and they repented of their sins he welcomed them in and he called them his own but if not he wiped the dust from his feet and moved on those who did not receive him and so the same should be for his followers his followers should look just like him. We saw here that, that we who live are constantly being delivered over for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So those who are claiming to follow Jesus should be walking in the same way that Christ walked the earth. They should be mirroring the life of Christ. Now, we are not perfect 
I understand that. We are not perfect as followers of Jesus, but we strive for that perfection. We strive to mirror Christ. And it's dead obvious when someone is trying, when someone is is listening to the Holy Spirit and walking in discernment, and when they're not. It's it's pretty clear. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and we're going to read verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. A true follower of Christ will have a fear for the Lord and will walk in holiness, will walk in the fear of God in holiness, cleansing their life on the daily to more and more mirror Christ. So when you're looking at at an environment, maybe it's a group of people, a congregation that you were, you were thinking about joining, you want to be a part of, whatever it may be, you need to take a step back and evaluate it and say, are these people mirroring Christ? Are they living a lifestyle? Are they are they teaching holiness? Are they teaching righteousness before the before God, before the Father? Are they are they are they demonstrating what Jesus laid out on the foundation of the Bible? If they preach that everybody just needs more grace and more grace and more grace and they can continue to live their life and adding to the weight that was on the cross, they keep driving those nails further into Jesus, hoping more blood will come out to cover their sins. That is not a true follower of Christ. A true follower of Christ is is constantly laying it down to glorify God in their life. To, it's someone who understands the depth of what happened on the cross and therefore wants to lay everything down they can because they understand the price that was paid on the cross for their sins. If, if one has not recognized their sin, that they are dead in their sin, if one has not recognized where they are placed I don't, on the pyramid between Christ and themselves, if they're somehow thinking that they've leveled out because of grace, they've not understood what happened on the cross. Jesus, a sinless man, God in the flesh, came, laid out the foundation, showed that it could be done. That one could live without sin. That one could be in relationship with God. That one could be anointed by the Holy Spirit. He came and showed that it it could be done. And yet, even though he was sinless, he became sin on that cross so that we could be forgiven. Jesus took our place. And so when we think about recognizing the Christ, Christ is, is Christos in the Greek, it means anointed. And, and the root word of that is to anoint and also means to give the gifts of the Spirit. So when we are in Christ, we receive the gifts of the Spirit. We are to live the life. So when we say that, that oh man, what? how about that? We are to literally mirror Christ as a Christian. So when you're evaluating and you're trying to see if someone is of the true Jesus Christ, take a biblical outlook and just simply look and see, are they mirroring Christ? Do they love their enemies as Christ has loved them? Or are they cursing everyone? Do they have compassion 
or are they careless? Do they show love, grace, mercy, and attention? Or are they on idle mode and just simply in their religion? How do they respond when you bring forth Bible verses? Let's close with prayer. Father, we come before you thankful um, for what happened on the cross. We could not uh, ever repay you or thank you enough, praise you enough for how much you love us and what you did for us. So, Lord, we just say thank you so much, Father. You're so great. You're such a great God. God, we pray that those who are struggling with um, hardship, with persecution, Lord, that you would be there with them through the trial. God, we pray that a fresh outpour of the Holy Spirit would come upon those, those, those followers of you, Lord, that they would just experience you like never before. God, that you would just be with them, that you would move with them, that you would comfort them, God, and just give them the strength and patience that they need to be able to love those who are putting them uh, through their trials. God, help those, help those followers just uh, be able to just do as Jesus did, ask for them to be forgiven, to ask for mercy on them, God, for they, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. And on our end, God, we pray that you would just be with us, strengthen us so that we can better mirror you, for we know we're not perfect. We are far from perfect, but we strive for that perfection. We strive to be like Christ. And so, God, just give us strength, give us wisdom, uh, give us revelation so that we can uh, edify ourselves to become more and more um, like 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 what's modeled in the scripture, like the way that Jesus laid it out, the way he demonstrated. So God, we praise you for the revival that is breaking out on earth, and uh, we just ask that you continue to move, God. Oh, we praise you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. And we ask that you would just be with us, uh, and, and and just help us grow further into righteousness and to, uh, more importantly, a stronger relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. Be sure that you have liked, shared, and subscribed to the Movement Church so that you stay up to date on the latest content. Share this message with someone you know. Maybe they need to hear it.